Hello and welcome to the Form of Fitness podcast, a podcast where I, Nathan Shanes, and my co-host Duncan Bryson will be breaking down the world of fitness into bite-sized pieces of information, such as exercise philosophies, routines, and more. We're glad you're along for the journey. We hope you enjoy the show. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Form of Fitness podcast. I'm joined by Duncan again today, and we're going to be talking about the foreboding and the ever-present consistency yeah so you know we're a couple months removed from january and i feel like now is about the time when everyone's new year's resolutions either have already gone to shit are about to go to shit or are like so far behind you that you're like well what did i even you know have a resolution about this year and to be honest that's not a uncommon thing and i think that there are a couple parts about you know how we make resolutions that have very real you know consequences of being able to be consistent Mm -hmm. and so kind of in that light and also looking at some other things i think that we can have a really good discussion about how to remain more consistent and how to make sure that we are creating daily habits and kind of getting rid of some of those more negative uh, things that we go and do every day yeah. So I'd say as far as just talking about the resolutions of this year, um, I haven't kept with mine. <laughs> uh, and the reason being is that uh, this one's actually – it's really weird this year as to why I didn't actually keep with my resolutions. It has to do with the fact that I actually ended up starting a lot of new things mm-hmm. very, very early in January that I did not just adapt my resolutions to include. And so then my resolutions just fell off and I kept with what I was doing that early in the year. And so like I got a new job uh, right at the end of January. I, you know, started working as the network manager Mm -hmm. at Uptown Audio here and, um, you know, having a high class load and then just kind of kept with that. And then, you know, some of the other things I planned on doing in my home and spare time kind of diminished due to the fact that when I was at home or when I am at home still, I'm doing homework, Yeah, right? I don't have time for additional skills like working on, you know, learning to play the guitar better. I don't have time. Well, I do have time for it. I'm lying to myself, but it just does not fit into the way that my schedule is set up. And so maybe I need to adapt my skills to be more consistent with that. And I was actually relatively consistent the first month, like all of January, I was very consistent. And then that new job started Mm -hmm. and it was just like, I, you know, uh, maybe I'll bring my guitar over and we'll start this summer. Right. Yeah. yeah. We'll get something like that going. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think that there is something that's very valuable though, out of that kind of testament to keeping mm-hmm. with your new year's resolutions that we can talk about. And that's like adding things to your schedule makes other things kind of disappear and go to the back burner. And so like, especially if someone is dealing with like, I need to cut this, right? Yeah. Half the time it's not about cutting the thing. It's about replacing the thing. You know, if you go into like an AA meeting or an NA meeting, anytime there's an addiction, one of the first things that they tell you is don't be still. Don't have nothing that to do because then you're just going to fall back on the bad habit that you're yeah. trying to um, back away from in the right. beginning. So like if your issue is gaming, right, don't give yourself four hours of free time, you know, That's just on, on a weekday. Yeah. Well, the thing is, is that what happens is, is – it is much easier to say don't focus on this when you're focusing on something else mm-hmm. as opposed to not focusing on anything as – like 
And here's the thing about, and especially the video games is a good example. When you say I'm tired of wasting my time playing video games and then you exchange it for nothing, then guess what? You're still wasting time. You're still wasting your time. It's still a waste of time because guess what? Both of those things can be relaxation, quote mm-hmm. unquote, especially in the case of video games. If you're like me, video games are not relaxing. <laughs> yeah. I play way too hard. Yeah. Okay. And I get worked up. It's the reason I don't play anymore. Yeah. It just, on top of that, I don't have time. But, <laughs> yep. <laughs> but, it's like you can't exchange something bad for nothing if the thing wasn't necessarily inherently bad, mm-hmm. right? Now, I could say that, yeah, like video games are inherently bad because they, they bomb your dopamine sensors, but chances are that's not the reason why any normal person's giving up playing video games. Yeah. It's because they need to focus on school more. They need to uh, you know, work out more or whatnot. They're wasting their time where they should be at the gym playing video games. That's when we need to consider, okay, you got to replace it with something else. Or you feel like you don't have enough time in the day for the skills that you feel like you're missing out on, you know. Mm. And so, I mean, yeah. I mean, and, and this obviously comes back to consistency. It's yeah. like you can't replace, like, things that are quote-unquote bad just because they're not good with nothing. Because yeah. then it's like an equal exchange rate and it doesn't make any sense. You're not winning, yeah. you know. And then also just like – if we're going to replace something, you know, you got to make sure that the barrier to doing an activity is not high enough that the barrier itself is what's stopping you. Right. And so like if your goal is to go to the gym, right, realistically, it's going to be very hard for you to get to a gym that's 30 minutes away from your house Oh yeah. because it's going to take you 30 minutes to be like, oh God, I got to go to the gym. You know, that's three minutes of waiting around. That's 30 minutes that you have to psych yourself up to even attempt to make, you know. And then if, let's say you go to the gym for an hour, your brain is very good at making this calculation of technically I'm doing this fitness thing for two hours because I have to drive 30 minutes there and 30 minutes back, you know. Um, And luckily nowadays, unless you live in the country or like I mean, even still, like where we're from, like there's a gym – I think the closest gym to my house is like 10, 15 minutes, yeah. you know, and that's no big deal, especially like everything else is that far away. So you just, that's just the standard deviation of <laughs> driving. Like yeah. if I drive anywhere, it's 15 minutes. So yeah. it's just to the gym. Yeah. Um, um, and so like creating or, or decreasing <coughs> those barriers to like good habits helps a lot. It's like um, having home gyms, you know, especially during COVID, everyone kind of had this home gym there's pros and cons to a home gym. Yeah. You know, one of the cons being that if you're someone who's motivated by people, yeah. you know, it, it, you're not going to be motivated in a home gym. Not as much. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you know, the people are going to be whoever you're living with and that's about it. But, and you see them anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, if your motivation is, you know, fitness and the lack of a social, um, component is not a problem. You know, home gyms probably a really good idea for you. And then right. you can take that, idea of decreasing barriers for good habits and kind of inverting that to increasing barriers to bad habits. Yeah. So like when I have a kitchen, when I have access to a kitchen, I have a personal rule that's no sweets that are bought. You know, I bake all my sweets partially because my mom has some great recipes. I have some great family recipes. My lemon bars are bomb. Um, also it allows me to control how much sugar is going into things. And if I want to like experiment around with like, let's do some protein brownies or let's make a protein, you know, cookie. Um, I can, I have that freedom, 
But also, like, if I don't want the cookie that bad, I'm not going to bake. Right. You know? Um, and so it brings up that barrier. And maybe you're not a big baker, but you can at least say, I'm not going to have sweets in my house. Right? Because then if you want sweets, just you don't drive. Yeah. Cheat code on this one is don't go to the store when hungry. Yeah. Bro, out of this world, absolutely demolish all your good habits. <laughs> yeah. That right there is a horrible decision. You will money out the window. Mm-hmm. Uh-uh. Keep with the budget. Mm-mm. No. Hunger. <laughs> yeah. I'm hungry. You're not meeting your base necessity. So your brain's like money. I don't care. Yeah. I'm hungry. <laughs> like what? And then like the stores themselves have like sense things that they're trying to like bring out that will make you even more hungry. There's a that reason why the, the donuts food. are in the middle of the aisle. Yeah. On a kiosk as opposed to like on the shelf where you can kind of like look away from it. You've got to look yeah. right at that. And you've got to walk right past those Krispy Kreme donuts, which they're only six dollars. They're <laughs> only six bucks for twelve of them. Yeah, and it's you know, let's just say it's a hard barrier mm-hmm. to not jump over yeah. <laughs> when you're hungry, right? Yeah, like your body's willing to do things for yeah. food, and so what you need to do is when you're going to get the food, you need to not be hungry. Yeah, it's like right? one day last summer. Um, I was like, you know what? For lunch, I'm going to go out to the halal food cart because I was working, you know, not that far away. So I went there, but then I was like, you know what? I want some like something sweet. So I went to the store and I was hungry. I bought two pounds of strawberries because like two for five bucks. Yeah. I was like, you know what? It's strawberries. It's not it's, that it, bad. It, it's not that bad for you. I ate two pounds of strawberries. It's not as bad as like. <laughs> it's not as bad because you have fiber that's being mashed up with the sugar. It's, and, sti- it's still just like strawberries like, though. Like it's like it's I guess compared to what else? Like, compared to Krispy Kreme donuts. Compared to like. Um, Compared to walking down the cookie aisle, yeah, and then grabbing bags of cookies because they're on sale because you're hungry, and then eating most of them before you get back to yeah. your house, this this is a bad habit. Yeah. yeah, but you know, there's also the understanding of like, uh, unless you live again in the middle of nowhere, you probably have multiple stores that are available to you. You know, and the Harris Teeter right off campus at UNC Charlotte is a great example of this, right? Because if you go to the left, it's nothing but relatively healthy stuff you have meats you have produce um, produce you have like the whole the, fresh grain, stuff, whole, the whole foods it's all right there you then have if you go to the right you then will hit the crispy creams and the cookies and that type of stuff you walk right through the hall of sins it's just <laughs> yeah. sugar sugar seed yeah. oil microplastic yeah. <laughs> it's it's, yeah. it's back to back cookies crackers Yep. Chips. And then you get to the olive oil. <laughs> so, like, maybe to get to the olive oil, it's a bit of a struggle. Yeah. But if you need, like, just the whole food stuff, you know, Harris Tudor is probably a pretty good place where it's a pretty low barrier of getting to the stuff you need. And if you don't want to see the, yeah. like, bad for you stuff, you don't have to go over there. Yeah. And um, Aldi's is kind of the same way. Yeah. Is You've got to just make it through that first style because yeah. that's where the bread, the cookies, the trail mix. They know the, what they're doing. They know what they're doing. You have to walk yeah. through all of that. And those are the cheapest things yep. in the store. And you just all the way back. And then you – well, in in most all these yeah. I've been to, they're set up like that. But, yeah. yeah, again, reduce barriers that, you know, make you do good things and yep. increase barriers that make you do bad things, you know. Yeah. And heck – Nowadays, you know, you have companies like Good Ranchers. Um, you have a couple other like meat-based 
services. You have Factor. It's a delivery. They're, they, they're all they delivery. Monthly, they're all delivery. Do they do a monthly box it's thing? Like, monthly or, subscriptions. Yeah. You can change out the frequency, yeah. but you have Factor. You have. Yeah, I've heard of Factor. Fuel. Fuel. Or hu- fuel. 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 I think they're more of like a shake. Thing. Yeah, like a morning breakfast, kind of like a what is oh. it, ready oats or something like yeah. that. The, the the shake thing. Yeah, they do the instant oats. The instant. Oats. I hate instant oats. Really, I've never oh. had them. Like that overnight oats thing. The yeah. texture. If you're okay with texture, you can get it tasting pretty good. So like soupy or it's like, slimy. It's slimy it's oats. It's <laughs> me personally. If my oats aren't like like congealed together, yeah. like like it's. The texture isn't different from like warm oats, but the issue is it's cold oats, and like I don't like it just hits. <laughs> what uh, we're getting into personal different. stuff here, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, as far as the consistency thing goes, like especially with the gym, is like I want to say the hardest thing about gym is really just having the mental dedication to be like. Yeah, I'm gonna get in here, but also when I get in here, I'm gonna do it right. Like, mm-hmm. you've got to make this step from just getting to the gym to just getting to go to the gym and doing it properly. Because I mean, this is something I see, and especially like saw in myself as an early gym goer, is getting there, being psyched up to do the gym or do the gym bit, as I call it, mm-hmm. and then like, like slopping shit together. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, like. My rows aren't in tight form. My curls, I'm swinging them around. You know, my lateral raises, I'm just kind of throwing my arm. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah, I'm getting sweaty. I'm getting hot, which especially as a fat kid was, you know, at least good enough. Mm -hmm. But it's paying attention, being focused, being dedicated, but also doing that infrequency enough to make it worth it. Yeah, and I think that that's part of the reason why you have corporations like CrossFit that have skyrocketed so um, high, you know, especially in recent years. And you have all these testimonies of people saying my life has gotten better, my quality yeah. of life overall. And I think part of it is, is you know, they've hit something different from yeah. most of the rest of the fitness world. But I think the other part is you have a coach. You Every know? time you're there, you're, you're, you're crowdsourcing a coach. So you're splitting the coach between like 15 to 20 people sometimes, but you have someone that is supposed to be watching you vigilantly and fixing the issues that you yeah. might be doing. And if they're good, they're not just a coach, they're a cheerleader, you know? Yeah. Um, along with every single other person you're working out. It's yeah. almost always a community. It's never, you know, the fitness world, I think it's a bad rap of like, these guys don't care about you. They're, they're all mean. They, they don't, yeah. they, you know, especially like nowadays with the like weird guys are checking girls out, you know, and that happens. But the reality is, is a lot of people at the gym just want to see you do better. Yeah. The reality is most guys at the gym are clocking your progress better than you are and are respecting you for showing up. Yeah. There's not a lot of guys who are gatekeepers. There's not a lot of people who are at the gym and judging you because the truth is, is most people were at the same place you were or not that far from it when they began. Yeah. And the handful of these guys that are like that are just... I mean, they're absolutely disrespected yeah. by the rest of the community um, on mass in public. Yeah. Like, like these people are not liked even by other gym goers. It's not just outsiders. And those are the guys that have the largest effect on newcomers, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously, because people seem to think that. Um, so, yeah. And definitely the CrossFit has changed that, especially in the case of, like, the crowdsourcing. So, like, you are able to have a coach without it being, like, 
absolutely out yeah. of this world expensive. Yeah, like, like I pay a hundred bucks a month, hundred bucks a month. And you go how many times a week? Six, six <laughs> on, on a, and you have coach yeah. all six times. All, all six right? times. Yeah. I have access to seven days a week, Yeah, but <clears throat> I got to take a rest day. Exactly. So yeah. seven days. <laughs> so imagine like for anyone that's ever had a personal trainer and knows how much they cost. They're like a hundred a session. Mm-hmm. 31 times a month. All right. All right. Uh. Yeah. Let's do a price comparison. Yeah. Like obviously people on top of that, not only do you have a coach, you have a team, mm-hmm. right? That you're a part of. Yeah. Obviously it's going to be very, very up there amongst people that are <clears throat> that see a high barrier to entry and see this low barrier to entry yeah. option. I don't know anything about fitness, but neither does like a, a handful of people I'm doing it with. Yeah. All right. So I can go with a group and I can meet new people and I can get better at this thing that I already want to get better at and my life will get better and I'll be more healthy and uh, yeah. like start just starting counting up good factors. Right. And bad factors are, Oh, it costs like a little bit more than just a gym's membership. Yeah. But I get a coach. So yeah. the price is cheaper. So Yeah. And like if you live on campus, right, on a university, I guarantee you that there's probably some type of lifting club or fitness club that's yeah. either free or cheaper because they understand that they're dealing with college kids. You know? Yeah. And I mean, um, in the case of UNC Charlotte, yeah. we have the uh, lady lifters in the case of the females. Yep. And we yeah. also have just the normal lifting yep. club. And I'm starting the CrossFit club uh, coming up next year. Um, so if you're interested about CrossFit and you've been on campus, well, you know, just reach out, check on the Niner Engage. Niner Engage. Yes. You know, and a lot of students don't even know about that thing. No, they don't. The only reason I know about it is because how many times <laughs> I have to use it for this. Yeah. But uh, which is a shame because that's where you can see a lot. It of really is the best way. I mean, Charlotte plug, but like yeah. best way to find out about clubs is on Niner Engage. Yep. Um, I know that's separate from what we're talking about, but yeah, check yep. there. But it's not even that separate because if you want to get consistent at anything, yeah, you know, doing it with other like-minded people helps. Yeah. You know, there's this whole thing about herd mentality. And I think that herd mentality, for mostly, like, the correct reasons, it gets a bad rap. Yeah. But at the same time, understanding that, you know, working out with like-minded people is going to motivate me more, that's important. Being with people who have the same values as me is important. You know, if you're, you know, looking to share rooms, you know, don't share rooms with a slob if you're not a slob. Don't look to share rooms. Try and find someone who has similar values to you so that yeah. you can motivate each other to go for Right. Because the reason is, is there's a reason you always say herd mentality. It's like because herd mentality doesn't think. But you know what herd mentality does do? Has herd momentum. Yeah. Herd momentum moves. All right. Yeah. Think think about um, any t- if you've ever been on a run with a group of people, mm-hmm. how much better do you do than when you run normally, yeah. right? Unless you're our David Goggins type person. <laughs> yeah. And even still, you probably still did better when there was other people because yeah. in some capacity, he wants to prove them wrong, to prove them wrong right? Be yeah. better. And even still, like he's still killing it by himself, killing it when other people are around, you know? Yeah. It's like, look at, you know, the cyclists, <laughs> you know, cycling season starting up, Tour de France is in a couple months, you know, watch that. They never have one person in the front that's like 10 you know meters you don't away get from time else. to leave because the moment you're the, up the there by yourself there. you might slow down yeah the pack is there yeah and they cycle up who's in the front and that's partially due to like wind resistance when you're going at such a high speed but at the yeah. same time it's it's a pack thing yeah. it's a herd thing yeah and in the case of that that person up front no matter how much they can hear who's behind them feels alone 
Yeah. And the people behind him feel as a group and they see a winner in front of them. And so they got to chase that man down. Well, the winner isn't hungry, but the losers are. Yeah. And so they're going to chase him harder. Right. So they're going to keep a very, very tight knit, uh, tight knit group that moves. I mean, these, that's why these, you look at them and you're like, how did they move like that? But yeah. they're moving as a unit yep. and it looks like unit movement between a group of like hundreds of people. Yeah. It's just crazy. And you know, that's, all wrapping back together, that's what consistency does for you is that all these things are very, very important to not only like the fitness journey, but uh, the di the diet itself as well as, I mean, eh, things outside of that too. Like, well, like we're talking about school, consistency, yeah. habits, consistency, like consistency builds habits and habits build a better life. You know, like you build the right habits, you'll be in the right place and you'll be where you want to be. Yeah. And so. You have to understand also that what we're talking about here is basically building resilience. That's what fitness is. is it's building your um, reserves of health so that when shit goes sideways, mm -hmm. you can be okay. You know, it's not going to hurt you as bad. Right. If you get drugged down a hill by a car, you know, and you've been going to the gym, it's not that you're going to be okay, but you're probably going to be better off than the person who hasn't been doing anything. Yep. You know, and... I think that people can get very like absolutist in their mind about fitness, especially it's like, if I don't go to the gym today, then it's basically all over, it's all you know? over, yeah. which is not true. You know, it's like I had to miss the gym yesterday because I had classes in the morning, classes in the afternoon. I had a meeting and then I had duty last night and I would be up until like midnight on duty. So I just didn't have time to fit, you know, the hour and 30 minutes that I need to go to the gym, come back. I didn't have the extra 30 minutes to shower. Like it just yeah. wasn't going to happen. Yeah. But it's fine because I've been going to the gym constantly. Yeah. And the question is, is like when I'm – because the mindset about that doesn't make sense. Because yeah. it's like if you were taking a test, right, and you get answered per question and you get 15 out of 30 questions right and then you miss a question. Yeah. Did you fail? <laughs> yeah. Did you fail? Is it yeah. over now? You've still got 14 more. You yeah. still like, there's still more. And the thing is about your life is that you should consider every day an opportunity for this. Now there are some days where you need to take off. You need to rest. Mm -hmm. And in the case of the test, sometimes you just don't have the answer. Yeah. Right. So you just got to keep moving. Yep. Right. And that's important. That's an important mindset to have is keep moving, keep doing it and keep coming back to it. Cause yeah. one thing is, is falling off the horse. A lot of times teaches you how to stay on the horse mm -hmm. in the future. Yeah. And this, I mean, it's true across habits, across everything. And on top of that, as you do it more in one thing, it translates to other things. One thing I've noticed is that as I'm more consistent in the gym, I tend to be a lot more consistent on doing my homework at the right time. Mm -hmm. And that's not, it has a little bit less to do with time schedule crunch than it does the fact that I just am getting the mentality to just sit down and do it. Yeah. Even if I don't want to. And also understand that planned rest is not failing. You know, like, exactly. Like I have undergone some wear and tear since like the CrossFit open, um, a like minor accident that hasn't really healed like before that, but I had to train for the open and now I have two competitions that are coming up at the end of April. So like I can't really rest. However, the integrity of my shoulders, you know, they'll be fine, but they're not a hundred percent and they probably won't be a hundred percent until after the competition, which I'm saying is fine. I'm okay with that. I'm not going to like hurt myself. It, it shouldn't be bad, but after the competition, I'm taking a week to two weeks rest and all I'm going to do is run and I'm not going to work out and it will be fine. 
the gains are not going to disappear because I took a week to two weeks rest to let my shoulders recover. But the issue is, is if my shoulders get fucked up, that's going to lead to three to six months of not showing up to the gym because I screwed my shoulders up and I can't return. You know, that will cause serious damage. So understand that if you feel something off, go to the doctor if you have the money and the insurance and, you know, good standing. The abilities. And the abilities. And if not, just be cautious. Yeah. Understand, you know, I might have to take it a little bit slower. I might have to look up some things on how to do some rehab exercises. And during this process, understand that this is me taking care of my body because if I go overboard, yep. if that's actually detrimental, you know, injuries aren't good. And also it's going to further reduce my ability to get better. Yep. Yeah. I mean, uh, super important. And especially in the case, being attentive is part of the consistency as a whole, yeah. the, the entire consistency bit. If you're attentive to yourself, you're able to keep coming back and hitting this true center, this true North towards your goal because guess what? You know when it's time to pause, take a rest. Yeah. And you know when it's time to, hey, man, I've been hitting it real hard um, you know, for the past couple of weeks. It's time for me to slow down a little bit. My next yeah. couple of gym days are going to be um, you know, some light cardio, some good stretch, and some light weights just to give my body a little bit of extra time to rest. Not fully, yeah. not fully rest and just completely stop. Still inputting that stimuli that I am still working, but also making sure that – you know, my body has a little bit more time to utilize the resources to repair itself, Mm -hmm. you know, especially in just the gym category alone. So, yeah. And if you have like, you know that you have to stop doing something uh, either because you need to let a body part recover or because of like some other factor, you know, that doesn't mean that your fitness journey stops. You know, I've talked to people and I've even talked to my CrossFit coach and he's expressed the sentiment of like, there's so many things I should do, but I only have 24 hours to do it. So some things are not getting done, you know? Well, if you have to stop doing something, just pick up on something that you should do. Right. You know, it's like do some yoga, sit on the floor for 30 minutes, go run. You know, all these things have been proven to be beneficial, but because you only have 24 hours in a day. You have to work. You have to sleep. You have to eat. You have to shower, you know, hopefully <laughs> after you work out. Um, like you just don't have time to do all this stuff. But let's get, you know, let's consistently try to improve even when we don't necessarily have the ability to do the same thing every day. Yeah, and that's really important. And a big part of this is, again, taking – Full, full, full advantage of those 24 hours. Mm-hmm. Eight of them should be sleep. Yep. So you really only got 16, all right? Consistency is going to make it so that less of that time is spent thinking about what you should do mm-hmm. and getting you to where you should be and making you do what you should do with less energy. And just it's going to make your life easier. Yep. So that's that's the final bit I've got to add on yep. the consistency bit. I think we're good. So I think we'll be consistent, and we'll catch you guys next week. See, See you guys.